Hello, everyone, and welcome to yet another episode of the Mind Body Mastery Podcast. I'm your host, Caitlin Michaels, and I've got an interview coming at you next week. But this week, I'm going to go a little bit deep down the rabbit hole. So if quantum physics sounds really boring to you, I would skip this one. Um, but I will try to make it as understandable as possible. Um, I lately have been on this kick of just trying to almost instill a sense of wonder and excitement in my patients and my coaching clients. And I want to instill within them this belief that their bodies are limitless and, well, not limitless in that you can't fly, you can't defy the laws of what you've been given, but limitless in that what we've been told for centuries about what our bodies can and cannot do is not necessarily true. And just kind of keeping your mind and heart open to a world of anything is possible. And that kind of stems from the world of quantum physics. And so I'm going to play a little clip for you to begin with. And so here it is. And here we are, the granddaddy of all quantum weirdness, the infamous double slit experiment. To understand this experiment, we first need to see how particles or little balls of matter act. If we randomly shoot a small object, say a marble, at the screen, we see a pattern on the back wall where they went through the slit and hit. Now, if we add a second slit, we would expect to see a second band duplicated to the right. Now, let's look at waves. The waves hit the slit and radiate out striking the back wall with the most intensity directly in line with the slit. The line of brightness on the back screen shows that intensity. This is similar to the line the marbles make. But when we add the second slit, something different happens. If the top of one wave meets the bottom of another wave, they cancel each other out. So now, there is an interference pattern on the back wall. Places where the two tops meet are the highest intensity, the bright lines, and where they cancel, there is nothing. So, when we throw things, that is, matter, through two slits, we get this, two bands of hits. And with waves, we get an interference pattern of many bands. Good so far. Now, let's go quantum. <laughs> An electron is a tiny, tiny bit of matter. Like a tiny marble. Let's fire a stream through one slit. It behaves just like the marble. A single band. So, if we shoot these tiny bits through two slits, we should get, like the marbles, two bands. What? An interference pattern. We fired electrons, tiny bits of matter, through. But we get a pattern like waves. 
not like little marbles. How? How could pieces of matter create an interference pattern like a wave? It doesn't make sense. But physicists are clever. They thought maybe those little balls are bouncing off each other and creating that pattern. So they decide to shoot electrons through one at a time. There is no way they could interfere with each other. But after an hour of this, the same interference pattern is seen to emerge. The conclusion is inescapable. The single electron leaves as a particle, becomes a wave of potentials, goes through both slits, and interferes with itself to hit the wall like a particle. But mathematically, it's even stranger. It goes through both slits, and it goes through neither. And it goes through just one, and it goes through just the other. All of these possibilities are in superposition with each other. But physicists were completely baffled by this. So they decided to peek and see which slit it actually goes through. They put a measuring device by one slit to see which one it went through and let it fly. <laughs> but the quantum world is far more mysterious than they could have imagined. When they observed, the electron went back to behaving like a little marble. It produced a pattern of two bands, not an interference pattern of many. The very act of measuring or observing which slit it went through meant it only went through one, not both. The electron decided to act differently, as though it was aware it was being watched. And it was here that physicists stepped forever into the strange never world of quantum events. What is matter? Marbles or waves? And waves of what? And what does an observer have to do with any of this? The observer collapsed the wave function simply by observing. So I actually recommend that you guys take a peek at that video. So I'm going to embed it into the show notes and that way you can see what he's talking about if you're a more visual person. But basically that video shows us that there is this quantum world of infinite possibilities that exists if we are open to the potential. And it exists if we um, try not to observe what's happening or watch the pot, if you will. So, so today is going to be all about kind of talking about this quantum concept, which I believe is the future of medicine and could be the future of your experience in your life moving forward if you can just keep your open mind and heart to the infinite nature of our quantum universe and your quantum body. Einstein once asked Bohr if he really believed that the moon doesn't exist if we're not looking at it. And Bohr replied that he could never prove that it does. And as we just learned from Dr. Quantum in the double slit experiment, 
when in quantum physics, particles moving through the same two slits in a lab behave differently based on whether or not we're looking at it. So that alone just kind of throws what we thought we knew about the nature of the universe right out the proverbial window. And similarly, Dr. Sarno mentions that if we are constantly preoccupied with what our bodies are doing, that symptoms are likely to continue. And in my estimation, he meant that our preoccupation plus our incessant measuring and monitoring, our judgments of ourselves when we're in pain, our expectations, as well as the meanings we place on our symptoms, can put our experiences within this rigid box of collapsed waves of our own creation based on the stories, beliefs, and causalities we have agreed upon in our own personal reality. Stay with me here. So this episode, I'm going to go pretty deep down the rabbit hole into the infinite nature of our universe. And I want to just make this an inspirational episode to hopefully help you open your mind to what could be possible if you can step outside of this box of your constructed 3D time-based reality. And it is kind of hard to make this topic sound easy, so I'll do my best. So our sense of who we are is constructed and shaped really early in our lives, and that can be either through traumatic events, and it can also be through more subtle, seemingly insignificant stuff. And this aspect of quantum physics known as wave collapse can show us how this construction of self happens, and more importantly, how we can empower ourselves to live a life that is not just determined by our past, but instead open to infinite possibilities. I had a lady in my office one day share with me how her mother kind of always made this joke with her saying how she was a mistake, an oops baby, and even though her mother took care of her and still loved her. It was apparent that this joke, this comment, still really affected her. And my patient was in her mid-40s at the time, and even though her husband, I treated him as well, even though he was very loving and devoted, um, she had this deep mistrust in him, which became a self-fulfilling prophecy and she began to push him away. And it was so apparent to me that she still, after all these years, felt unwanted, unworthy, and unlovable as a result of this funny joke her mother had told at dinner parties. And her mother would always say it playfully, but it still felt raw for her. And as a result, it kind of became one of her core beliefs and I believe this core belief was the unconscious program that was holding her back from trusting, holding her back from flourishing, holding her back from her own experience of infinite possibilities in her life. She experienced severe anxiety, depression, and fibromyalgia. A lot of her pain was centered around her chest and shoulders and upper back, and I believe her heart was just aching. And when we would you know, have her on the table, we would chat and she would 
subtly berate herself for all that she felt she was doing wrong. Nearly every single phrase out of her mouth was her criticizing herself for one thing or another, whether it was her poor sleep hygiene or her habitual use of electronics or her less than perfect food choices. So I became this like diffuser of landmines in her own consciousness. And I took it on as my job to just remind her to be so gentle with herself and that she was always doing the best she could. And for all of us whose worldviews and beliefs have been formed in this time-based, mechanical, Newtonian world, this new world seen through the lens of quantum physics feels like a fantasy. It seems so out of this world that it's hard to even conceptualize, but to me, quantum theory opens the door to infinite possibilities in every moment based on what we choose to observe and believe and trust in our moment-to-moment experience. Quantum theory is why spontaneous remissions are possible. Quantum theory is why book cures are possible. And spontaneous remissions, even from things like cancer, are not all as rare as you might think. I began my own spiritual self-help journey 18 years ago when I was 17, and the first book I bought was actually a book on quantum physics. I had watched the movie that the clip was from in the beginning called What the Bleep Do We Know? And even though it was super cheesy and my Newtonian scientific father thought it was total quackery, I was so fascinated by the concepts presented within that movie. And um, you could probably find the whole thing on YouTube, I bet. Um, I'll look for it and try to put it in the show notes. But, um, but it's a good movie to kind of just start your journey toward the realm of infinite possibilities. So one aspect of quantum theory talks about wave particle duality. And it's that concept that really rubs up against all common sense and logic. And it means that an element can exist as either waves or particles in this kind of wild unpredictability. And generally, we have this understanding or belief that things either exist one way or they don't exist, and that they are distinct in their nature and how they behave, um, or they're not real, right? So this either-or thinking is also known as binary thinking, which leaves only two distinct paths open to us. And this is the dualistic nature of our universe, black and white thinking. And it's a major aspect of how we observe and construct our day-to-day reality. Yet this either-or reality doesn't apply in the quantum field, as we have learned already. The quantum field has within it those probability waves with an infinite possibility of potential outcomes. And so this means that when a particle is not being observed or watched or looked at, it exists as an infinite waveform, which in quantum language is like a state of pure potentiality. So if we do not know what the state of any object is, it actually exists in all possible states simultaneously. In that sense, the wave represents pure possibility, and the very act of observation reduces the wave potential to a fixed thing, a particle. Uh, 
this reduction is called a wave collapse. And I know this sounds completely irrelevant to our day-to-day world of personal relationships, fears and anxieties, pain and pleasure, love and hate, but I'm introducing this quantum world to you because it has everything to do with our daily lives if we can open our eyes to this realm of infinite possibilities that exists for each and every one of us. So when we have particular experiences and we make particular observations of ourselves or um, or if we have them made for us, typically in childhood by what our parents teach us and our teachers teach us, we experience the equivalent of a wave collapse in our perception. And our roots, however, stem from this world of pure potential. Because as newborns, even in utero, we resemble the infinite possibilities of the wave. Our personality is not yet formed. It's in a state of pure potentiality. Our identity has not yet been determined or fixed. But before long, we move from potential of the wave to the formed stuff or the particle. So every single experience that we have in our lives is able to collapse our personal wave of potential. And sometimes all it takes is one unkind or unthoughtful conversation or an embarrassing experience in our early years to squash our potential of our personality. And then our personality narrows and restricts itself and it restricts our worldview too. And these events that collapse our waves don't even have to be traumatic. They can be subtle everyday warnings from well-meaning family members. Maybe if your parent told you not to get your hopes up when you were talking about how successful you could be, um, waves of infinite potential likely collapsed all around you in that moment as you put up walls of fear. And so in those moments, our amazing, pure, positive potential fades. And it's as if we take a snapshot of ourselves in those moments and we become completely frozen in time. And then we carry that picture of ourselves around with us throughout our lives, allowing it to burden us and limit us. And we choose this snapshot as the authorship of our life story. So that initial wave collapse sets up this repeating incidents of similar experiences as our beliefs about ourselves and our beliefs about others become self-reinforcing. So what we think about ourselves shapes our interactions with both ourselves and with the world. This habit blocks our ability to change or evolve as we cling to the formed truth of who we think we are and what our bodies are capable of. The patterns of our future collapses may vary a little bit, but they are most often self-limiting and self-harming, self-denigrating. We create these thoughts such as I'm not good enough or I'm not smart enough or simply I'm not lovable. And the actors in our lives who maybe unwittingly participate in scripting our personal beliefs are often our well-meaning parents or our well-meaning caretakers, 
um, but also friends and teachers, relatives, and even strangers. We hold on to these habituated beliefs about ourselves in accordance with our initial wave collapses. And we become embedded in the groove of our self-referencing beliefs and we block the opportunity for growth and change and infinite possibilities. The hurtful comments or abusive actions of others, the patterns of family dynamics cause us to acquire certain personality traits. And these influences tend to be more chronic and may fly beneath our knowing. And if you grew up in a really conflicted or alcoholic or neglectful family, you may have coped by developing a people pleaser or peacemaker persona. And we can think of this chronic condition as an extended wave collapse rather than the result of a small single event. And so, in other words, the thought we think in each moment will summon the reality of our next moment and generally determines whether we experience a reality of infinite possibilities or not. And we can move forward in breaking new ground or we can summon an old familiar thought. And we can choose vastly differing differing experiences based on what we believe. So the potential is all that exists prior to our next thought. And our struggle with change is caused by our habituation to old thoughts. The quantum view of the universe tells us that reality appears to unfold perpetually from a state of pure potential. And to access the universal potential, we must devote ourselves to opening up to that infinite possibility. And this moment lies in the seconds before our collapsing wave of the next thought or feeling. Our thoughts literally summon our construed reality. Thoughts that emanate from this habituated setup groove of old wave collapses And so we are likely to recreate more of the same feelings and experiences just based on how deep those grooves are. Our thoughts represent our past experiences, and this is why we struggle with change. So taking a new picture and actualizing new thinking can hold the potential to script a new experience, allowing us to kind of step into a fully evolving reality. And so when we appreciate how the wave collapse in our lives has informed our entire sense of self is really key to changing our experience moving forward. And it's the meanings that we attribute to the events of our personal lives that prevent us from creating meaningful change. And in this way, we are reduced to seeing ourselves as victims And a lot of adults have memories of an abusive, loveless, disappointing childhood because they didn't get that nurturing and that love that is really every child's birthright. But if we choose to keep focusing on the limiting events of our past, then we choose a present that predicts a similar future. 
And at some point, we need to stop choosing to believe the meanings that we have ascribed to our past. And we have the option to script a different present that opens us up to a new waveform, a new world of infinite possibilities. And so, of course, I'm not suggesting that we avoid or suppress any painful memories. And I think we all need to bring them into the light and process them so we can kind of have their grip loosen around us. The goal, though, is to disarm them and eventually release them. And the thought that we choose right now in this present moment is almost entirely responsible for who we are in each moment. And when we continue to summon the same habitual thoughts, we don't realize this infinite possibility potential that can await us if we can just lose our old stories. And so what we are seeking then is a new wave collapse that implants a positive self-reflection and a new identity as we kind of grow beyond the, the grip that the negative ones have on us. And these new defining wave collapses offer this new um, path for our defining moments moving forward. When I worked with my patient, I asked her to think about what she might say to her mom when she said that she was a mistake, that she wasn't wanted. And my patient said, well, maybe I would have said that makes me feel terrible and unloved. And if she had said that at the time, maybe she would have experienced a, uh, a more positive defining wave collapse. And so simply kind of going back to that encounter in a way that gave her some power was part of her healing process. And by expressing her feelings, her mom had passed, um, but she was able to express her feelings in that moment. And instead of thinking, I'm unlovable, she could reframe her belief to, I've up until now thought of myself as unlovable, and now I know why, and now I can move forward. And so I want you to think about a core belief that you hold about yourself that greatly limits how you experience your life today. And we think of these beliefs as our truth, and they're typically things like, I'm not smart enough, or people just don't respect me, or all people are jerks, or I'm a poor communicator, or conflict makes me uncomfortable, so I avoid confrontation. And after you kind of dig around and try to find one of these core beliefs, um, you know, or even if it's just the belief that my body won't heal, or I'm not worthy of feeling better, or maybe I'm being punished... Um, after you've kind of gone through and found your core beliefs, ask yourself how you came to that belief. And maybe it's that you recall an embarrassing or traumatic moment from earlier in life where that truth took hold. And so take each belief and kind of follow the roots down and look for where they might go. 
Um, you know, for example, maybe you raised your hand in class one day and you asked a question and everybody laughed at how ridiculous your question was. And so you decided never to risk that kind of embarrassment ever again. So now you play it safe and you never ask questions and you think long and hard before you speak. Um, and your belief may then cause, um, more uh, limitation in your future. Like maybe you don't do a speaking event because you're afraid that the entire auditorium will laugh. And most of us have that experience, so you're normal if you do. Um, or if you grew up in a volatile home and you came to believe that you couldn't really share how you feel out of fear of what might happen. And these are the confining wave collapses that create our limiting beliefs about ourselves. And so if it was caused by a specific moment where you felt shamed or ridiculed, I want you to picture yourself back in that moment. Imagine yourself finding your voice and tell those around you how you feel about what just happened or tell them what they said or did to you. And finding your voice in this way helps release you from the bondage of that initial wave collapse and opens you up to this new pure potentiality and reflect on how different your beliefs about yourself would be if that event had never happened. And so if your beliefs about yourself were, um, made by chronic rather than little isolated events, such as having an alcoholic or abusive parent growing up or having a violent home, remind yourself that these beliefs are a product of your experience and imagine yourself being raised in a loving and supportive family. How differently might you feel about yourself? And once you choose to reclaim your potential, you cease being a victim of damaging circumstances. So you can say to yourself something like, I don't need to be in this prison of my past if I can just choose to rid myself of the chains of these limiting beliefs. You are more than what you've been through. You are an infinite potential of possibility that awaits you as you allow your identity to evolve. And once you learn to see how your beliefs are informing you, you are free to break into new territory and have a defining moment. So just watch your thoughts and recognize the story that they are telling you. And don't confuse them with truth. You can learn to rewrite your story. I talk about rewriting your story in the um, episode 20, the journaling episode but you can just do this in your mind as well. Many of us were fortunate enough to have had a lot of really wonderful um, defining wave collapses that led us to have a secure sense of self. And that leads to a healthy self-esteem that then kind of enables us to craft our personalities. But for any of us who haven't yet experienced such a gift, we can learn how to overcome the burdens of our past and reach 
into the full range of infinite possibilities. So if you have a core belief that your journey towards healing your body is going to be harder than everybody else's, I want you to see where that belief comes from. And it may be from a well-meaning practitioner or even mind-body physician that said, well, experience shows me that your past leads to a more difficult healing journey. And then now you had another wave collapse and you believed that that would be your situation moving forward. And so that wave collapse leads to your current experience of feeling stuck in pain. So if you can open your mind and heart to the world that says that there is an infinite number of possibilities in each and every moment, maybe I'm just going to pretend that I don't know what my journey is going to be. I'm just going to pretend that maybe I can have a different experience, but I've been so set on my experiences from the past that my wave collapses have created this groove in my experience. But now that I know about quantum theory, I can kind of step into this infinite world of possibilities. What do you believe? And, you know, a lot of this does go back to belief and belief in your body's ability to heal so quickly. I had been studying quantum theory and this world of pure potentiality for years before I read Sarno. And I think that helped me a lot in, you know, I, I kind of read all the reviews before I read the book and it was like pure potential because all the reviews were talking about how I read the book, my back got better. I read the book, my back got better. I read the book, my pain went away. And I was like, Ooh, potential, 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 potential. And I, I, that ended up being my only potential experience when I finally read it. And so I was also blessed with a childhood that had fewer wave collapses than some of us. So just, you know, I don't believe your past has to hold you in the grooves that have been set by your particular wave collapses. And it just takes a willingness to say, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what tomorrow holds. I'm just going to be open to the world of infinite possibilities. And so I recommend watching What the Bleep Do We Know. Again, um, it's totally cheesy, but it is a beautiful message and it shows how our the beliefs and feelings that we choose on a day-to-day basis are habitual and we have the same 60,000 thoughts day in and day out. And so TMS knowledge is wonderful to open our minds and hearts to, but if our wave collapses are so deep, it's hard to kind of dive into this world where anything goes and, Hey, my body can release 30 years of pain just by knowing that it's possible. One of the principles in What the Bleep Do We Know is simply that of loving yourself. And so if there's one thing that can open your world to this realm of infinite possibilities, it's to choose to love yourself in every single moment. I want you to think that life is fun. I want you to think that you're divinely guided 
and that all is well. I want you to think that the reasons that elude you will one day catch up and that the lessons that have puzzled you will one day bring joy. I want you to think that there's endless time and that life is easy and that the best is yet to come. I want you to believe that the sorrows that have left you tattered and torn will one day give you wings. I want you to think that you're so important and I want you to know that you cannot fail. And I want you to know that happiness is yours and it always comes back. And I want you to think that you are beautiful. And all of those things, if you had a, yeah, but come up during those, those are your wave collapses coming through. And so choose a new wave. And before you know it, the person in front of you, in front of the mirror that you're looking into, will shift and change. And so all I can say is that I believe in you. I believe in you more than you believe in you at this point. So don't let your current situation collapse more waveforms all around you. I want you to have a wave collapse that is inspirational. I want you to collapse on love for self. I want you to collapse on anything's possible in my body. I want you to collapse on my body can do whatever the heck it wants to underneath my skin and bones. And I trust that the healing potential within me is far greater than I ever was taught before. So I'm taking back my self-responsibility and I'm creating new waveforms that help me to trust in my body's infinite wisdom. And so with that, I will leave you guys today. And uh, yeah, I hope that didn't uh, confuse you too much. But basically, let's all choose different thoughts. If you have thoughts of this is going to take longer for me, this is this is my burden, this is what I'm paying for, I must have done something wrong in a, in a previous life, just start to question all of it and know that with your willingness to um, kind of break that old thought pattern and trust a new one, you are creating a waveform of infinite potentiality. And so I love you guys and I will see you next week.